bro, I've been watching Vision, and I got to tell you, man, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it just gives me this feeling. It, it just makes me feel like, woo! Keep on until the force stops you. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on until the force stops you. Don't stop till you get enough. Welcome back to the Skywalk episode 131. In this episode, we talk Star Wars Visions, The High Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, and The Book of Boba Fett. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good moof milkers can find us on social media. On Apple Podcasts, search for The Skywalk. Sky as in sky and walk as in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. Subscribe there and leave us a review. Spotify, same deal, The Skywalk. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Don't use it. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram. Instagram. The Skywalk. And Jeffrey, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, we're keeping it cool and collected on StarWarsOverCoffee.Podomatic.com. And all the other social media platforms, Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon, Google, Player FM, Audible, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and more. <laughs> Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find the Skywalk. There's another one, Jeff, and now I can't remember it. Somebody recommended to us. They were like, could mm. you please get the Skywalk on, and I'm blanking on the name. It was something like <laughs> Vesuvius. And I was like, what Stop is that? It. Stop yeah. it. And I did, though. I submitted to them, and it took them a while, but we're there. And maybe I'll remember what it was next time. All right. The V Channel. Jeff, it is so good to be back here with you. Hey. <laughs> oh, it, it is. So, listeners, you may notice that uh, <laughs> Jeff is keeping a low flow today. Do you know who I'm trying to Do you know who I'm trying to imitate right now? Uh, who's that, Jeff? Steelbook Steve. Steelbook Steve. Oh, that's yeah. great. What a good this shout is, out. This is this is his level right here. He just keeps it on the down low. Now, Steve does it by nature. Jeff does it because he's trying not to wake up a youngling. Yes. Um, yeah, we don't want to wake up the baby because we want to keep Jeff here. Right. All right, Jeffrey. Let's get into the fail bag. Our good friend Logan says this. Speaking of our last episode where we talked mm. about my visit to Star okay. Wars Galaxy's Edge in Orlando. Okay. Logan says, Galaxy's Edge is so wizard. Glad to hear that y'all had fun. Did you know that Logan, James... I got a problem with that. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't y'all, man. I did not get to experience Galaxy's Edge. Maybe he was, you know, making the logical conclusion that I went with my family. Maybe not the... cool. <laughs> all right, all right, but go ahead. Uh, he says, glad to hear that y'all had fun. Did you know that James Arnold Taylor did the voice work for Beck on the Rise of the Resistance ride? No, I did not. No, I did not, Jeff. And I did not know that his name was Beck and not Buck, as I stated in our previous episode. Good correction there <laughs> from Logan. Nice, nice little uh, Battlestar Galactica reference there. Yeah. Starbuck. It's not Starbuck. It's Beck, the Mon Calamari captain of your shuttle on Rise of the Resistance. And uh, James Arnold Taylor, Jeff, he is the voice of Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. Ooh. So now, so now I, now I want to, you know, now I got to go back and just listen for that. Um, thank you for writing in, Logan. Andre says this. Uh, Jeff, I guess this is our YTD watch. YTD. This is our YTD watch for this week. Andre says, here is my forecast for Taika's Star War. 
dash Rendar. Nuff said. What? Seriously, though, don't you think Tyka's humor with Dash's character is a match made in Cloud City? May the force be with you, too, and have a good weekend. Andre, I'm right on board with you. Yeah. Now, first of all, I thought that was the official title because it was that good. Yeah. The The second thing is, I think Tyka being matched up with any bounty hunter, any bounty hunter would be awesome. Absolutely. I, dude, I think the hilarity of including Dengar in that list. Like, wow. I mean, wow. Tyka and Dengar, any of those guys. He deserves his own spotlight. He really does. I'm, I'm talking about Dash, by the way. <laughs> Jeff, you had said once, I don't remember what episode this was in, but mm. you gave a pretty good casting choice for Dash Rendar, which was Channing Tatum. Yes, I did. Yes. Which I, I still that. think would be perfect and I think would be a great fit with Tyka's sense of humor. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Andre... Thank you for uh, for giving us a YTD watch this week. We didn't have anything else for YTD watch. I mean, sometimes sometimes we need to make the matches. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Yeah, we need to provide the news break. Added value, Jeff. Hey, all right, Jeff. Moving on. News nuggets. You tell Uh-oh. me, Jeff, if you're dipping go. these or flipping them. Okay. And these are some big ones. I know. Right. I already know, Jeff. <laughs> I know you're dipping the first one. It's a matter of what sauce. Okay. So here here here's the thing. Yeah. Have multiple sauces available, Brad. So just let's be careful here. <laughs> Jeff, do you right, have do you have a sauce utility belt? <laughs> <laughs> I wish or, I did. I wish I did. <laughs> or are you like a Buffalo Bills fan with a construction hat that has different sauces attached to it that you're sipping through a straw? Okay, first of all, hell no. Okay. <laughs> that 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 is a that is sacrilege. That's sacrilege against sauces. So no. I'm not putting sauces on my head. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I thought you were offended by the Buffalo Bills thing. Although they're good. They're good now. Anyways, Jeff, um, the first news nugget, Knights of the Old Republic remake coming to PS5. Yeah, Jeff. Okay. So here's here's the problem. Uh I don't want to get a PS5. Me neither. Me neither. So this better be coming to PC, and I'm pretty sure it will be. First of all, the preview was awesome. Yep. The the trailer, off the chain, off the chain. But is Keanu Reeves playing Revan? Oh, was that like a popular like fan rumor, like a like a fan casting rumor thing that was going around? I don't know, but he he would be awesome in that. Oh. One. Now here, here's the, but here's my other thing. Yeah, if it comes to PC, I'm gonna be first in line. If it doesn't, I'm gonna be boohooing this all the way home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. like little piggy. Jeff, I yes, and I would say uh, whether they announced it this way or not, I guarantee you it is a timed exclusive for PS5, which means mm-hmm. it's going to debut exclusively on PS5, but then will come to other platforms. Like, which, dude, I, again, I didn't realize that was even a thing mm-hmm. until I read about it. Oh yeah, like, timed exclusive. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and and you can't lock out the Xbox community. Like this game would sell so much. Like you're not going to leave that much money on the table. So there's no well, way it's only ever staying on PlayStation consoles. Also, I mean, I feel like when it first came out, didn't it come to Xbox first? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first one was an Xbox exclusive, at least initially. So basically, they're chop blocking Microsoft right now. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. But Jeff, th- those wars go back and forth. I mean, it's like Xbox locks up this franchise, then PlayStation locks up another one. It's ugly, man. It's kind of like the streaming stuff, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to take this library of films and and make it exclusive to our platform. It's a streaming freestyle. Yeah, guys, just drop it, man. We know it's going to come out on everything. And by the way, Jeff, if you Mm want to play the original, 
which yes. now seems way less appealing. No, it's still appealing. You get because guess what? Yes, I just finished it. Oh, good. Well, okay, Jeff. Then uh, <laughs> Nintendo Switch users will be happy to know that Jeff Uh-oh. feels it'll still be worth playing the original, which oh, is coming yes. to Nintendo Switch soon. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the date was on that, but they're so just here's the thing. Usually, I play. Um, you know, I play it two ways. I, I, you know, do the light side, and then and then I play in, uh, the other version, dark side. Mm-hmm. You know, this time around, I just want. I only wanted to play it one way. And okay. then, and which then was I, which I, way, Jeff? Light side. Okay. All right. But then, you know, I switched over to uh, KOTOR 2. Uh-huh. And I'm definitely playing that. Here's the big question, right? Because yeah, yeah. a rumor about this a while ago was that they were going to come, that they were going to combine one and two they really into should. this remake. They really, really should. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they make it just yeah. one big whopping game uh, <laughs> that comes out. <laughs> On PlayStation 5 and then well, whatever. Else. Because here's the thing, man. The old Republic game. Yeah. That thing is massive. Like compare. So when you compare that game to the first two, mm-hmm. it's like five times bigger. Yeah. So my point is, yes, I'm dipping the nugget and I am dipping it in barbecue sauce. But for this first announcement, I'm only dipping it a quarter of the way. I see. Yeah. 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 Now, if they combine both games, that's halfway down. Yep. And if they bring it to PC, it's a full dip. Full dunk. <laughs> Jeff, is that one where you dunk it so hard that you actually drop it in and have to dig you it out? You drop it in and it gets on both your fingers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's something to look forward to for sure. Something to look forward to in the nearer term, Jeff. The uh-huh. Book of uh-huh. Boba Fett. Hey, uh, now. They released a poster and the official release date, which is... Wednesday, December 29th. So that answers a big question because a lot of people were wondering, uh, would they continue with the old model of having released all the Star Wars shows on Fridays or would they switch to this new thing they've been doing with the Marvel stuff, which is releasing them on Wednesdays? Well, this will be released on Wednesday, December 29th. I've I've got a theory. Go ahead. My theory is that with Boba Fett, what's actually gonna happen is the scene that we see at the end of the Mandalorian yep. is actually a concluding scene and not a beginning scene. Oh, Jeff. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because here's what the synopsis is. So this is the other thing that came out. And I haven't even read anything, dude. Dude, this is the last, uh, this is the last side of the nugget is okay. the synopsis, which says this. The Book of Boba Fett, a thrilling Star Wars adventure, finds legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shand navigating the galaxy's underworld when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. Yes. So, Jeff, your explanation solves everything. Because I was wondering, well, like, it looked like he had just taken over on that scene that we saw. If this is the story of how he got there... Because, you know, they like to do this in Star Wars. It's like, oh, yeah, he's already there. Well, actually, let's tell you the story of the how. Jeff, I want to see Boba and Fennec Shand. Mopping it up. Nah, see, I want to see them perusing a Filene's basement and picking out the black (laughs) sweatsuit for Boba, you know? Like, this is my burning question is like, why did you pick the work from home black sweatsuit underneath your armor? Yeah, even, even Boba had to go through 
the pandemic, bro. I know. I know. I know. Boba was working from home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sweats have have now become the official uniform <laughs> of all work. I got to tell you, Jeff, I have a really hard time with the sweats. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know, man. Like when I look at Boba and I see him in that, I like So it, are you saying you'd be happier if he was wearing Stormtrooper leggings? <laughs> Because, you know, like, I didn't even realize this, but basically all stormtroopers are are just wearing... Um, yoga pants? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all wearing yoga pants. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, because they show it when Finn when Finn takes off the... Um, Finn's pants. Off some of his stuff. He's yeah. just wearing yoga pants. I'm like, dude. But his are a little... They're not quite as snug, though. They almost feel like, like just black jeans. Yeah, well, that's because they had to, they couldn't find anything that fit. And they were like, okay, here you go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because, right, you know, they weren't used to they weren't used to stormtroopers who have junk in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see what you're saying, Jeff. Wow. Yeah. Jeff. I never. OK. Yeah. I Well, I don't want to comment on that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really I excited. There. Jeff, I went I'm, there. I'm super excited for the Book of Boba Fett. The poster. I, I mean, too. it's I like too. a still from that scene that it's we awesome. saw but it yeah. looks awesome um i like that like the paint touch up on his armor some people don't like it i love that i do i yeah. think i think it was warranted yeah jeff do you think the pants does does he tie them in the front or are they just <laughs> fully elastic like, i think i think oh, i'm thinking elastic band. okay all right yeah. Yeah. He but should go you know, full Belichick. Uh, like if he just cut band, off the sleeves. Dude, elastic band with nanotechnology. So he doesn't actually have to tie it. Oh, it's like auto like auto constricting yeah. technology. Yes. Yeah. That would yeah. make a lot of sense. Auto constricting elastic band. <laughs> like like Marty McFly's shoes in the future. Exactly. Which exactly. is now which is now the past. Yeah. Um <laughs> Jeff, I am super looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward to seeing I, I feel like we're going to get a very varied show in terms of the character roster. Like this really makes it feel like he is going to face off with maybe his fellow bounty hunters or whoever else. Um, Bib Fortuna. It's like you ever play those games, Jeff, where like the second to last boss was harder than the final boss. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like a bunch of tough bosses, and then Bib Fortuna is like the cake at the end. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just like a pushover. Speaking of working from home, Jeff, Bib Fortuna. Oh snap. Um, Jeff, <laughs> let's get into really what is the big deal topic of today's show. So Bib, are you saying Bib Fortuna had like the the COVID five hundred and six? <laughs> You know how there's like some people who who fare pretty well during COVID, right? They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I, some I people learned, did really good. I learned to play the Valacord. Uh, I started exercising. I got a Peloton. Hey, no. um, you know, and then others. I can't believe you came out with the Peloton. You, you, oh, you, you, you know, are all cylinders today, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Jeff. I think I'm sick. <laughs> Speaking right, of COVID, uh, Jeff, let's get into Star Wars Visions, dude. Dude. I am so, so happy that Star Wars listened to our podcast. Exactly. Because they finally, dude, they finally did it. They finally said, you know what? We don't care what your story is. Mm -hmm. Just submit it to us mm -hmm. and we will put it up. Exactly. Did you know that there's also, I, I didn't realize this, but there's also a series for visions of how you know, how they meet each episode. Yeah, like the behind the scenes for each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So on the behind the scenes, you notice there's no input from, uh, you know, Anyone? the higher ups. And and here's the thing. What happened with one of the episodes, they were like, dude, this episode is awesome. Did you want to do more? 
Right. Okay then. Right. Jeff, like I wonder if like the the proposal sheet that or the directive that Lucasfilm sent to each one of these anime studios, like literally just said space colon, and then it was all blank. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, dude, okay, so Jeff. Because dude, this is this is kind of this is like one of the best things that has ever to to me is as high as as high as you are on the high republic. Mm And yes, I like pun that. is it. The yes, pun yes. is I it. like the double meaning, Jeff. Okay, all right, all right, all right. As high as you are in the High Republic, mm-hmm. I think that this is the best creative moment that Star Wars has had since Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Jeff, I'm not going to argue against that. I, 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 I feel like it might be the most important hmm. and that it is the best. I say the best in terms of quality through and through. I also think the only thing in my mind that competes with this on that sort of level is the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian was also super important. I don't know, because the Mandalorian has a lot of old references there. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And this is why I agree with you, Jeff. This is why I think Visions is a bigger deal. Um, Not from the financial sense, right? Because way less people are watching this show. This is not pulling in casuals like the Mandalorian did. It's not reaching that broader audience, right? It may be reaching a different broad audience, which are like anime fans. But uh, the Mandalorian, as much as some people want to present it as being this like big risk, Mm -hmm. do they, they got an established known creator in John, John Favreau and Dave Filoni who kind of already knew how to do all of this stuff in animation. And yes, they were pioneering a new technology to make this happen, but that also True. made it way cheaper than it would have been right. otherwise. Plus, you launched a streaming service and you <laughs> had pretty much, you did not have a killer app, right? Yeah. So you talk about like launched. when Nintendo launches a new console, you need to have a new Mario game or a new Zelda exactly. game. If Mario ain't there, I don't want it. Yeah. Without a Star War. With just the back library. So yeah, yeah. to me, The Mandalorian was not that big a risk. I mean, maybe insiders would consider it otherwise, whatever. But still. I do believe that part of the conversation for Mandalorian was we need to cater to a certain subset of fans yeah, in order to bring them back into the fold. Yeah. Now, none of that mm-hmm. is part of Visions. Right. Visions is completely fresh. Yeah. And the risk with right. the Mandalorian maybe was just not damaging the brand, right? Which right, you always right, right. have. With Don't Star damage Wars. the brand. Right. Like, Which is like, yeah. this is live action, so it has to be top notch. And it, and it has been. And you guys are the first show on our big platform. Exactly. So their job was not to mess up. Right. But Whereas this, Visions, their yep. job was to be creative. Yes. And they were. Yes. Jeff, uh, so... When I first saw the show, okay. I'm watching yeah. it and I thought they have planted a seed here, like a seed <laughs> of inspiration for all future Star Wars creators. Okay. Like this break- is the spark that yep. lights the fire that burns <laughs> down the, the first order. Yeah. And truly expands the universe instead of folding it in the way the sequel trilogy, yeah. let's face it, really did. Where it's like, yeah. oh, guess what? Everybody is related to each other still. And this yeah. is just like, no, we're not even on the same timelines. We're not using, with the exception of Tatooine Rhapsody, the second, the second episode, which tied yeah. into Jabba and his crew. Nothing sure. else really connects to any established characters, which is awesome. Yeah. So, Jeff, here's my thought. So, because I, I, I feel like this this can break them out of the mold, right? Like, Finally. clearly with the sequel Finally. trilogy, and they've talked about it, right? Like, we want to play yeah, the yeah, hits. Yeah. We want to evoke the feel of A New Hope and all that. Mm-hmm. And this can break them out of that. So, that was my thought, Jeff. And then I read this from executive producer James Waugh, who spoke to CNET. 
And he said, Every piece of Star Wars influences future Star Wars storytellers in some form or other. So are there plans to integrate visions into the timeline into the timeline saga storytelling? Not currently, but I have no doubt that we will see things that were in visions become part of the fabric of Star Wars over the next decades. Wow. Jeff, I love that. And it's exactly what wow. I was saying. Like it's it's a it's a seed of inspiration. And so what he's also saying, Jeff, is that it's not currently canon. Mm-hmm but that it could be incorporated into canon in the future. It, well, and, and this is my point. Mm-hmm. This this was how it felt when we first started receiving expanded universe yeah. novels. Yes. This is this is the feeling that I had mm-hmm. when I when I read the Book of Thrawn. Yeah. Is this okay? taking you back to your Dark Empire days, Jeffrey? Oh, dude, dude. So, Jeff, I want to talk about the C word for a second. Uh canon. Okay. All okay. Right. So Jeff, there's a lot of debate online, right? Because okay, so as you know, a lot okay. of Star Wars fans are just like, I have to know if this is canon or not. And then I'm pretty I'm pretty sure C is for cookie, but go ahead. Cookie, canon, probably nothing I got else. Yeah, yeah. Um and then there's another sub a set of fans that's just like, who mm-hmm. cares if it's canon or not, right? Yeah. Jeff, I want to present to you a quick little <laughs> breditorial. A diatribe. A balanced view of canon. Yeah, a very quick diatribe, Jeff. Here's the thing. When it comes to canon, does canon matter? I would say it matters in the sense that, yes, I am reading even High Republic kids' books because they're part of a connected story, because they are canon. And I know that future events or parallel events will connect to them. And so that does give them a level of importance. But... The fact that Visions is not necessarily canon yet in no way detracts from my enjoyment of the show. And I would say that it improved the show because it opened up the creative playbook of the people making these episodes. So as you, Jeff, as an intellectual property professional would say, Uh it depends, right? (laughs) And I think there's reasons for both, right? So- you know, sometimes something has to be canon because of where it fits into things. But then sometimes the fact that something's not canon. Jeff, can you imagine what this would look like, what this show would not look like if it had to fit into established canon? It would have restricted them so much. I, I, I feel like you wouldn't have seen 90% of what makes Star Wars Vision so awesome. Here, here's the thing, Brian. This is what I view as the beauty and I, I'm going to say this uh, from an intellectual property. You know, I'm going to dro- drop some IP words here. This is the beauty of fair use, okay? Yeah. And making derivative works. If you don't want to get permission for something, if you transform, you can change something from its original purpose, then you can actually make something new that everyone appreciates. Right. Because it's for the public. Mm-hmm. And so this is my point. Dude, visions has given us a new appreciation for Star Wars in a completely different way, even though it is connected, meaning it is a derivative work of the Star Wars IP. Mm -hmm. This is what the point of starting fresh was supposed to be. Yeah. What we're asking now is, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Where else can they go with this story? Yep. And that's how I felt. Dude, when I saw the first opening credits, the opening 
um, scrawl for each one of the visions. Yep. Dude, it's awesome. Like yeah. they, they did a totally different take. Mm-hmm. It was refreshing. Yes. Jeff, I would say this. There, there's a there's an expression they use that I've heard mm. used a lot with game consoles, in fact, going back to okay. that, right? Which or game consoles and or like game franchises as they move through the years, right? So yeah. a new entry comes along mm-hmm. and people will ask, is it evolutionary or revolutionary? This is revolutionary because this is brand new. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think something like the Mandalorian is evolutionary. It's an outgrowth of, exactly. of what came exactly. before, but it does move it forward, which JJ didn't even do, right? Right. But yeah, yeah. the Mandalorian, I feel like it does actually bring things into the time past Dude, the event. They of the went into trilogy. the unknown regions, man. Exactly. This is revolutionary. I mean, this is like such a change up, man. Such a change up. And I do want to say for anybody that might be listening that hasn't watched it yet, I think it is important to set your expectations correctly, especially if yeah. you've never really watched anime before. Jeff, I have seen, and I'm very happy to say, this seems to be getting almost universal praise i mean from critics it's like universal praise from fans Mm -hmm. it's almost universal i have seen Mm -hmm. some fans that don't like it and just from reading their comments i feel like it's expectations based as it often is right right right, because if you come into this if you don't know what anime is like anime is different dude like exactly you know it's it's nothing like pixar it's nothing like even but but here's the thing yeah there is variety within the visions episode yeah so my point is anybody who has a problem, like just watch a different episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so, dude, these episodes are so different. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like you're reading a book yeah. from a totally different genre. Yes. And, and Jeff, this is what, this is what I like. I, I always thought and hoped that the Mandalorian would be this way mm-hmm. and to a degree it is, but not as much a vision uh, as visions, which is for it to be something where on a rainy day, mm-hmm. Five years from now, I'm just like, I want to watch a smaller sort of self-contained Star War, right? Right. I think The Mandalorian, everything kind of connects one episode to the next, especially especially like by season two. And and sometimes you like that. And sometimes you like that, right? Sometimes you just want to go through and watch an entire season of Mando or both seasons, Mm -hmm. right? But this is like... They're all so good. I mean, each one yeah. is like its own film and it is a self-contained storyline, even Not though it allows own for its own. Each one is its own franchise. Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay? it totally that's is. What, that's how big it is. And, and dude, these these are let's let's just qualify this, mm-hmm. you know, because I want our listeners to understand the studios that they chose to produce and create these shows. They each one of them is the best at what they do. Yeah. Oh, they, you know awesome. what I mean? Like, we're not talking about Joe Schmo animator. Yeah. We're talking about, like, the best animators in the business. Well, and Jeff, I think that's why. So I was thinking about it, and I think oh. every single one of these is great. And, and, and that's something that, you know, sometimes... You know, there are people who just seem to love everything, and I've seen people argue about this online. They're like, you just love everything. The thing yeah. is... Uh, the difference between this and something like The Mandalorian, you generally have the same people involved in The Mandalorian all the time, right? So it's like they're making everything. They can't all be great, great, great. This okay. is each one of these studios got to spend a lot of time and a lot of energy just making their own episode. And they're not super long. And I feel like that's part of why the quality is so top notch throughout the entire thing. 
awesome. Like awesome. Everything about it is good. And Jeff, yeah. the other awesome indicator about this, right? Mm. I wanted us originally to say like, what's our top three episodes or our yeah, top I can't five choose, episodes. man. I can't, I can't either. Choose. So I my first choose. time through, I was like, for sure, this one's the best. The second time through, I'm like, whoa, that one that I almost fell asleep during is right. now my favorite one. These are so good that I have to watch them again. Yep. And I think that this topic deserves even a second pass in our next episode. Absolutely. I think by next time, let's see if we have a clearly defined top three. For each one of us, Jeff. Let's do it. Uh, and listeners, we want to hear from you too. What are your favorite Star Wars visions? Uh, Jeff, recommendations for today. Watch Visions again. Visions, man. Visions. And if you've watched it twice, watch it a third time. Specifically, The Ninth Jedi. Awesome. Yeah, Jeff, I know that's... Okay, so that's, that is your favorite though. That, that, that's my favorite right now. Okay, all right. I'll hold mine back for the next episode, Jeff. Okay. Uh, right. Also, still highly recommending The High Republic, which is awesome, but we don't nice. have time to talk about it today. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk.